Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And today we're back with part two of our Best of 2018 recap episode. So in this episode, we're going to talk about our 10 favorite albums and 10 favorite singles from this year. Yeah, let's do it. We got a lot to go through. We got a lot to go through. We're going to run through some of this. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. So let's jump into our first album. It's one I've talked about a lot on this podcast. It seems like from the entire podcast history, but it's <laughs> Tierra Wax Whack World. Um, you probably already know why I love it. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it's just a very expansive world. It felt it's a, a debut album that feels fully formed mm-hmm. and at once has slivers of a, a various amounts of styles and different directions that Tierra Wax can go into which I find really interesting and very exciting. And it's just like a, a bold new voice for the genre. And she's super young and just seems to have a well of untapped creative resources. It's, it, we, we protect Tierra Whack. At all costs. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing more about why I love this record, I spoke about it at length in episode eight. So go back there and check it out. So uh, the next album up is uh, by one of my current favorite rappers period uh who also i think a lot of people don't like but that's okay uh playboy cardi uh die lit which uh while i don't don't think i loved it quite as much as his first record it's still uh one of my favorites of the year absolutely um it's just this like wonderful sort of abstract rapping he really creates his own style and brings on a lot of guests which normally can be a little bit distracting but something about the way uh, Cardi raps and the kind of sonic environment he creates, he brings out like this interesting Cardi aside to all of his guests, like whether it's like Skepta, Nicki Minaj, um, Bryson Tiller. It's just like a really great record. And uh, you can hear about me wax on about how much I love it in episode two. So go check that out if you want to hear about why I like that record so much, because I've spent a long time talking about it. Okay, so this next album of one of my favorite albums of this year is an album that I don't think James has spent a lot of time with, but I have listened to extensively. It's not by, it's just been a really busy time. We all, we all can relate. To yeah, let's, let's, um, I'm going to listen to it as I drive up to see my in-laws this weekend. Wow, that's very sweet. Yeah. Um, you're going to be in a very loving mood because the album is Mariah Carey's Caution. Mm-hmm. And it is... Wow. It feels it's a huge return to form. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, Mariah Carey is a living legend. She's American pop royalty. She is really a lot lot of ways the last of uh, the last bastion of a certain era. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sort of 90s diva. 90s diva. There's not a lot of like, you know, with Whitney's gone. You know, there's not there's no one there's no one that really Mary J isn't really putting out. Mary J's acting more now, you know, and good for her. Good for her. Yes. Secure the bag, Mary. Um, but Mariah, for Mariah Carey to put out this album Caution, which is like a nice, perfect length of 10 songs and features a lot of collaborations with the kind of, with a lot of like young, younger, mm-hmm. trendy producers like, uh, 1985 is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's some work with Skrillex of all people. <laughs> um, you got, who else? You, and then interesting features. You got like, Ty Dolla Signs, mm-hmm. you got Gunna. <laughs> yeah. Gunna, who's Gunna's been on every major album this year, basically. Yeah, shout out Gunna. Gunna's securing the bag. Yeah. A lot of bags securing going on. But this Mariah <laughs> Carey album features a, a lot of just like great singles and they all work to like 
work together. Mm. The lead single is a song called GTFO, which if you understand acronyms in the internet is get the fuck out. Yeah. And it's a song that's like based on, uh, essentially it seems to be based on a, a breakup that she recently had with a uh, Australian billionaire. And <laughs> it's, it is just a really, it's like, it's, it just, it's great in a way that Mariah can be where it's like, it's kind of coy. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, you feel the emotions in it mm-hmm. and it's, and I don't know. It just feel it feels very pure. Yeah, and that might seem like a weird way to describe like slickly produ- hyper produced pop music, but I think that's a thing. That's a th- one of the through lines of this album is that the the songwriting is very evocative. It's very specific, um, and it really captures a lot of moods and a lot of emotions. I think it's something. It's an album. I think that like n- nearly everyone can relate to. So there's a lot of great songs on this. Uh, Without you, I'm a big fan of. The song with Ty Dolla Sign, The Distance, um, GTFO, of course. And yeah, I'm, I'm just like, cannot recommend this album enough. It's like, it's like perfect, like 90s mid-tempo bangers, basically. Mm. Like, you're, you're honestly selling it so hard. I'm going to like go home and listen to it right away. I'm I like, I'm actually filled with regret right now that I have not spent the last two weeks listening to this album because <laughs> I love Mariah and, you know, I feel a little bit embarrassed and I know that, that, that some of my, uh, gay friends who we like share this like Mariah I they're very loud about it I'm a little bit more subdued in my fandom but like I'm passionate about Mariah now I feel really embarrassed and ashamed of myself so I apologize Mariah I let you down but it's, I'm gonna make okay. it up to you Mariah, to Mariah you. is a forgiving person and you can listen to her at any time and if you're listening to our podcast right now maybe you should listen to Mariah right after this podcast is over yeah she deserves it you took my love Um, so the next up is uh, Little Babies Harder Than Ever. Um, if you've listened to this podcast since the beginning, you've heard us talk about Little Baby a lot for good reason. He's an amazing rapper. Uh, one of the, the the sort of heir apparents, in my opinion, to uh, Atlanta right now. Probably my favorite rapper to come out of Atlanta since, you know, kind of the young thug future, future yeah. era, you know. Um, especially with how good he is, like kind of like a year into his career, basically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he appeared in uh, 2017 with uh, Freestyle and My Dog. Mm-hmm. And then it just, he just keeps kind of getting better. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, he's super excited. Even to be as good as he is with only a year of experience and as good as he is at drawing out details yeah. um, is really astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a really funny, I think, uh, characteristic where he he really enjoys talking about how he likes to buy women that he dates breast implants. <laughs> I think that's super weird and very funny that he mentions this on like numerous songs. Like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, fifty five hundred. Like, it's like he knows like, he has like, he clearly has a doctor in mind. He yeah, has yeah. a price a price point that he's comfortable with, and it just seems to give him a thrill of some sort. Um, I don't really know how to feel about it other than to be like deeply amused. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> as long as it's two consenting adults agreeing to some kind of strange sexualized plastic surgery operation, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, it's a progressive time and he's leading that charge, you know, go on baby. <laughs> uh, so we, we talked about a little baby in episode two, episode 17, 
probably a bunch of other episodes. Uh, you know, we love Little Baby. We're going to talk about him more in the future. But if you want to hear uh, kind of his origin story and then sort of a midway point of where he was at once he's really starting to ascend this year, check out those episodes. Uh, the next album on my list is uh, by one of my favorite rappers of this decade, Little Peep. Uh, it's called Come Over When You're Sober Part 2. Um, if you want to hear me talk at length about this, it's in episode 21. But I, but the thing I lo- love about this album is that it, it's really well produced. It's probably his most slickly produced project, which I think in his, in amongst his fans is pretty divisive. But personally, I really enjoyed it because it felt like it felt like growth. It felt like a step forward. It felt like it felt like a, 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 a sliver, a look into what Peep could have become and may still become now that he's passed away and is there's a lot more eyes on him unfortunately in this way but just a really this album features a lot of really really smart and strong cutting songwriting um if you in episode 21 i talk a lot about like this one song and it has this these this one line in the hook that i'm really obsessed with and i talked a lot about it all in episode 21 so i'm not going to get too deep into it again here but just know that it is a beautiful beautiful album by an artist who was taken entirely too soon from us and who has a catalog that's worth investigating in full not just this project so check that out so um probably uh, you know even though it kind of even though rap moves so fast that right at this day and age it still feels like it was like one of the most dominant records of the year uh even though it's like some of it came out a while ago but cardi b's invasion of privacy it uh you know single after single i mean to this day if i I wouldn't be surprised if every single song on the record is a single uh it's like you know it's just everywhere cardi is like one of the last remaining artists you can have uh a not so nervous fandom of I knock on wood because she's probably you know she's gonna be like i don't know saying that a 9-11 never happened or something like that soon which i would be okay with if you're listening to this cardi i support you in your 9-11 truth or dumb anyway uh listen to us uh, talk about cardi in episode two because you know we're big fans you're probably a big fan i don't think we need to explain this to you it's cardi b if you don't get it i'm sorry your life is probably <laughs> worse off for it <laughs> it's true the next album on the list is one of the one of the blockbuster projects of this year. I think that um, I think this comes up with some of the other albums on our list, but there were a lot of projects that came out this year that were like announced at some point or rumored, and then when they were, there was a lot of excitement for them, and then there was a, then when they were released, they, they were kind of lukewarmly received, and I think that's part of the hype machine cycle that we live in in mm-hmm. the twenty four hour news cycle and constant updates from DJ academics and complex and the fader about what's going on and who's tweeting what in the music industry. But mm. one of the albums that I felt like really delivered is Travis Scott's Astro world, which really did feel like a really unique tone and entire mood for a full album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's albums spawned some massive hits. Uh, the biggest being one of the biggest songs of this year. I'm not going to say what it is because maybe we'll talk about it a little more later, mm-hmm. but but I think if you you know if you know you know yeah um, and I think just in general the album was just a really I think this is like this is Travis's come out coming out moment where he really establishes him not as somebody with just a bunch of potential and some great songs and like some slivers of, of greatness but somebody who is now a bona fide A list rapper like A plus list yeah he's an arena rapper now yeah. and 
it's you. It really comes through on this album, you know. Yeah, he's. He, it's really like uh, it was. You're totally right. His, it's his sort of ascension to making the All Star team. Like uh, it is like it was kind of funny because I think my first listen to it because there's like such a wide range of the types of songs on it. It w- I didn't quite appreciate it, but it's like it, it like I liked it. But like over time since then, I've come to just appreciate it more and more because there's so many different types of songs that you can even say DJ, you know, Mm. like you can play stargazing out, no bystanders. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know. There's there's so many. It's just a deep album with I don't think any really bad songs on it, Uh uh you know. And I think a big part of it is he establishes a really good sonic template, like Mm -hmm. where the production is different, but there's still you still have that feeling of being in like the same universe. Yeah, it's not disjointed. Yeah, and that's and that's a, a kind of a rarity in this day and age, especially when you're. I don't know how many how many. It's like a long song list. Yeah, I think it's like fifteen. Songs. Yeah, and like so many. Ra- I mean, so many rappers are just dumping albums out. It's like, oh, I recorded twenty songs. Here's twenty songs. Uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a there's definitely a, a consistent quality to it as well. Yeah, and I think he also does great. Uh, it's, it's actually seventeen songs, but a, a great great usage of features and i like uh one of the great things about travis scott is that when he has somebody feature on his album it's like they enter his universe they do like frank ocean is frank ocean on a travis scott song which is something you've never heard before it's it's kanye west-esque it is very kanye-esque like honestly this album in some ways reminds me um not necessarily in quality but in terms of like format and shape of Mm -hmm. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah where a lot of artists are set up to shine in ways they maybe not don't even shine on their own songs. Yes. Like if you think about this, uh, I mean, you think about the, the Drake verse on sicko mode. Like there, there are, there are some, there are some great Drake rap verses like that this year, but there's something about the energy on that verse that just is, feels completely alien. Mm-hmm. And, no, absolutely. It's more like cinematic than anything that he put out himself, even though he put out a lot of good songs. He did. He did. He put out a lot of excellent songs this year as he does every year. Um, nice. But yeah, so Astroworld, huge fan of the album. I think it's like, Definitely, in my opinion, this it's tied, maybe surpasses Daisy Four Rodeos, Travis's best project. Mm. It's like that's it's a, it's definitely a, a battle. One. It's a battle. It's yeah. a battle. Um, but definitely one of the best projects of this year for sure. She's in love with who I am. Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance. Yeah. Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands. I did half a Zan, thirteen hours till I land. Had me out like a light, hey, like a light, hey, like a light. Slept through the flight, ay, not for the night. Ay. 767, man, this shit got double bedroom, man. I still got scores to settle, man. I crept down a block, down a block, made a right, yeah. Cut the lights, yeah. So um, our next record is one that has newly come out, and we actually haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, it is the short and sweet Earl Sweatshirts, some rap songs. It's, I mean. Jordan, I know you love this record from day one. Do you want to say a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like an interesting, it's an interesting departure from a lot of the the major rap albums released this year. And I think part of the thing that streaming does to the way that you classify rap is that you kind of, instead of like having different designations for like, this is an indie rap album, this is a major label release, like this is a a blockbuster album, you, they all kind of flatten, they all kind of flatten and play on the same level mm-hmm. and Earl's album is released through a major label it's released through Columbia records. But I mean, the style of rap is very different from a lot of the, the, uh, the major rap albums that are, that have come out in 2018. It's really, 
the production is very different. It's a different pace. It's very jazz influence. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the beats are choppy. It's it feels like it's you know what it's funny when I was listening to it uh, earlier today. It reminded me of Dialit, which is like very funny, but it's like they're it's like kind of like um, if like Dialit is like the like your you know your ha the your high you're on a high kind of version of like abstract rap in 2018. Some rap songs is like the hangover version of it because uh-huh. there's it's like this like there's a melancholy streak to it that but it it does kind of create this like similar sort of atmospheric you know deconstructed kind of rap what like I think Playboy Cardi kind of does maybe a little less intentionally than maybe Earl is doing here I don't know uh, in terms of kind of abstracting trap it's like Earl is approaching the sort of the subject matter that he has uh, talked about in in some sense in the past the sort of like the little dark, the dark side of success, or mm-hmm. you know, depressive. depressive kind of subject matter, and and kind of just like cuts it up. It's like, uh, yeah, the sort of almost like Dadaist kind of rap. Yeah, and and the the songwriting is really otherworldly on it's this. Amazing. Like like the lyrics. If you if you were to like read some of the lyrics on yeah. this album instead of, instead of listening to them, you'll be like blown away at how poetic yes. and sharp and just really like cutting to the bone and very specific like situations are described in mm-hmm. moments. And, um, after, after Boosie fade 30, uh, when I talked to so many people that night who were like talking about like what, what the party has meant to them and what the Boosie fade communities mean to them and like just the experiences they've had. And then it, it had me thinking about like, just like w- what led me to this moment in my life? Like what, mm-hmm. what, what's been going on in the last five years of my life that led me to like, I could go to a party that I'm DJing at and have all these people talk about, the, these great memories that in some ways like I helped facilitate that, mm-hmm. like, and it, it just got me I was feeling very emotional and yeah. I spent a lot of time listening to this album then because it made me think of times in my life where I was like oh man this where, where things didn't weren't going as well yeah and I was like oh this like is this gonna be my life like this mm-hmm. sucks like and it was just like really like makes me think of like really depressive times where I felt like I didn't have any control of my life mm-hmm. and the way that Earl talks about it makes me made me feel like wow it's like it's a fucking triumph and like you can make it through it like you think you like hearing somebody discuss being as depressed as earl was and the way that he dealt with fame and Mm -hmm. how it it just never made him happy and then still finding a way to come out of that and dealing with like i mean i didn't necessarily go through this but like being able to like him talking about his like substance abuse issues Mm -hmm. and now he even raps away he's like yeah i I still can do like do party and do drugs and stuff but it's just like i can control it now yeah yeah and i just like that felt like such a like a, a thoughtful mature. way, mature way of handling it that you don't really get to hear a lot in, 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 in music, music in music period. So yeah. I just like stuff like that is really, for me is what makes this album stand out. It's just like, it just doesn't really sound like a lot of other rap and it's, and the way it's written is not like a lot of other rap. It's super creative. And then, I mean, it, I, I would say this and the next album we're going to talk about, both are great examples of like, Lyrics, lyricism is totally alive in rap music. I mean, it's like you can literally just go like you could Earl could have published like these lyrics to this album. And I like probably win poetry awards Hmm. like they're like I I went and read them because it's not a super long album, which is awesome. Uh, It's like really Earl's super good about that. Uh, Keeping his projects contained and focused Um, like his, his prior records, both were shorter as well. And, um, it's just like, it, like I went and read all of them and I was like, 
this is just like fantastic. This is like such incredible writing. Um, so it's like, it's like, yeah, that record is another record I would, I'd recommend to offbeat rap fans for sure. And mm-hmm. it, I would love, it'd be interesting to see who can, I, cause I think actually traditional rap fans could really like it. They just have to get over the fact that it is intentionally really trying to go left field. Yeah. I was talking to my friend, uh, the podcast host and comedian, Lauren Mitchell about this album. And she said, she's like, yeah, the album, cause I was saying that like, I was reading criticism that I think it's from somebody in the Boosie Fade group who was like, he was like, oh, this is like, it's like not easy to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but that's like kind of the point. Exactly. And, and Lauren said, she's like, yeah, the album demands something of the listener. Exactly. And I was like, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, like it is, it is, I think most albums now are Digest. made to be easy to Digest. listen to, easily Absolutely. digest, easy to put on a playlist. Well, it's because, you know, like with this, with like streaming being the, the mode, you know, it's like, they albums are sequenced so that like the easier to digest records songs are at the top of the record so that when you go and listen to it it's like you will li- at least listen to like those songs like that's like the guide to sequencing whereas like when you make it like a, a record traditionally you basically had the listener you know like mm-hmm. maybe they came for the single but like They've spent twenty dollars on that record. They're going to listen to the whole thing, and you mm-hmm. could it, it like gave, allowed a lot more ambition in terms of like what range you were kind of going to approach it with. So it takes some guts to make a project that is sort of disoriented, sort of like you know has its own kind of recreating rap language. Hmm. You know, absolutely. So great album. Yes. Hold me down. Hold me up. Hold me close. Cause my times are sub. Show they true colors. Don't know who to trust. Mind working like the water when it rushed. Growing for my father, bitter to his touch. Now I'm solely honored. Living is a must. All this for my mama till I'm dust. God gon' deal the karma. Lost my trust in every man. No, many men got me in a jam. I be in my feelings on the other hand. I just need a moment. And the final album we're going to discuss in detail here is by my comeback rapper of the year, and I think a lot of people's comeback rapper of the year. It's Meek Mill's Championships. It's my. This is my album of the year, by the way. Damn. Yeah. I Deservedly so, album. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I talked about this a bit earlier when, in relation to Travis Scott's Astro World, but in a year of a lot of major releases, like we had the Carters, we had uh, Drake, we had um, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, some, well, some, I think Cole to some degree for a lot of, I mean, I would say most, not many albums that were heavily hyped seem to live up to that hype, Mm -hmm. which is not always an indictment of the album is more an indictment of the the, landscape context. Yeah. The content landscape that we live in, but an album that was heavily hyped and has exceeded, I would say the hype Mm -hmm. is Meek Mill's championships. Yes. Um, I think just cause it's like Meek Mill has hit an entire new new lane in his yes. career and in his, in his writing abilities and, mm-hmm. and in his focus, I think. Like, first of all, this year, like, he was, this is, I think, the first year he's ever made the Forbes hip hop cash kings list and mm-hmm. he made $20 million. Is That's what, amazing. For, that is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy to think that Meek Mill made $20 million and he spent half this year in jail. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it's just like the, the shoulders he's like, like he's the people he's hanging out with now. He's like, obviously, he's managed by Rock Nation and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing, Criminal. He's focusing on uh, criminal justice reform yeah. through Jay Z with Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Like he's hobnobbing with these billionaires. Yeah. And he's making a bunch of money. Yeah. He's doing social justice stuff. 
And it's all kind of connecting and coalescing in the music. And you can tell that he's making all this money and he's hanging out with these billionaires because in the very first song, they sample Phil Collins <laughs> in the air. And that shit ain't cheap. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you got to have a hookup for that. That's not You're not going through the regular resources for that one, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, Meek Mill introdu- intros, like, there is, uh, it's just a legendary combination. He always, always comes, like, sometimes he comes too hard on the, in the intro and it overshadows the whole rest of the record. Mm-hmm. But luckily that isn't the case here because the rapping is so incredibly good on this album, especially from Meek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about, uh, and the great thing about it is that, like, the this kind of like it's really like it's conscious gangster rap basically mm-hmm. is what meek does on this album and a lot of what he's done in his career mm-hmm. usually it's like it's split up like he'll have songs that are like the the more like you know i think it makes me think of like the song middle of the summer which yeah. is like an old classic meek mill song but you know so he'll he usually separates the songs but i think this album is like the first album where i feel like he does a really good job of putting a lot of them in the same song where you have yes. like the triumph of like of being a success in the from this like a street like a kind of kid who grew up in the streets who becomes a, a huge success mm-hmm. and also the pain of like dealing with like of getting to that process and yes. like dodging like crooked cops and like friends you can't trust and mm-hmm. people who you know just like do- just dodging a lot of issues to get to where you are yeah and i mean like some of like meek is oh yeah he he really lived it and i think he's always been very good at sort of making that come across um and, but like never better than here and like some of the songs um such as like the uh eponius championships um the are just like the, the rapping on it or on trauma um mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 as good a rapping especially in the kind of like classic uh sort of new york bars like standard like the kind of the the standard from like the 90s basically mm-hmm. of of rapping it's like this is the, the uh, my opinion like the best of that that i've heard i don't and since i don't know how long and he like some of the lyrics are just so evocative like talking about like the dead child and his mother smelling the embalming fluid mm-hmm. on him it's and like the cologne, and the yeah. cologne it's like oh my god it's like it's just so effective uh, there's something very honest i felt like about this this album he's i mean he put out this uh amazing freestyle who did this amazing freestyle on funk flex yeah, recently yeah. which you should check out as well that sort of like it's like kind of i don't know if i've ever heard anyone do this like at least at, in the way that he did it with this the idea where it was sort of like check yourself on like rapping about all this kind of stuff because that's not actually the lifestyle and it wasn't like you rappers are just fake. It was like breaking down the facts of how you can't get that rich doing crime mm-hmm. and just like you, the things you say you want, you don't actually want. And mm-hmm. like, it was just like this kind of like OG wise perspective that mm-hmm. was just like breaking things down in such a smart way. And I feel like it's, I feel like it's the first time he's really adopted this position where he's like, he's speaking from, I think before he's talked about it in a way where he's like, it's like, more like you don't want to do this yeah and then now it's more like him he's like hey listen i've gotten as close to these things without having my whole life ruined exactly as possible and you really don't want to deal with the consequences yeah. of what it means yeah and i also took it as not just being about something about rappers but also about people in the streets exactly he's like if you're exactly. if you're a kingpin if you're like somebody on the block who's making all this money right now yeah and 
He's like, that's just not going to last forever. Yeah. So go and try and flip. He's like, do the Jay-Z route. Get into, get your, get your accountant game up. Yeah. And start laundering that into some real businesses yeah. because like it, that's what's going to last. And it's like, it's not going to last on the streets. And like the glory that you get from the streets is not going to keep you, keep your mother warm when you meet an early demise. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it's just, it's just so smart. It's so good. And like the album is long, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's any bad songs on it. Yeah. It even would, even even the 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 plays for pop, for top forty radio, mm-hmm. you know the the uh, what's the one that that's what the Jeremiah the Jer- my yeah the Jeremiah one. yeah that, um, I mean it's not my favorite song on the record but it's right. still good it's still it's still good and it, and it doesn't feel too out of place and yeah. it's like a good thing about this album is that it actually it it switches modes a few times mm-hmm. even the feature like there's like you know you got your like kind of like more. There's really great samples on this album. Yeah, the '90s referencing is really on on point. Yes, you know a, the Dead President sample, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, what's, what's beef, beef the, sample. The, which I mean, I think everyone this this Jay Z verse has kind of like taken over the taken over this the discourse in the last week or so. Yeah. Just like uh, 48, 49 year old Jay Z still yeah. wrapping circles around the entire game, basically, and doing it from a new position. But you know, it's almost low key more impressive to me. Fabulous putting out a good verse on a Meek Mill album in 2018. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's like kind of a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Fabulous is a legend, but like his better, his best years are, are well behind definitely him. True, definitely and true. there, I felt like there's sort of almost like a risk a little bit, but like Fabulous also is like he's sort of one of those artists that if you don't know like the, the context of someone like Meek Mill and like what like Philadelphia rap is and mix the history of early mixtapes and stuff like that. You might not appreciate his legacy or why he is on here uh-huh. because like he, you know, DJ clue and uh, like ghetto fab before he was even fabulous uh, was like, it was so influential on like what is sort of Philly street rap to this uh-huh, day. Uh-huh. Um, it's like that whole Northeast. Exactly. East, Northeast the, rap. That like kind of cold streets bars on bars about doing like street about street life. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, even to just have, like, to me, like having a good fabulous, that's like, that's a miracle. And that just shows how, like, special this record is to me that, like, even that thing that if you told me that was on, I'd be like, oh, man, really? Mm -hmm. But, like, it's great, Hmm. you know? I mean, and then the, all the features on this album are very good. Yeah. Cardi B has a great, great verse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. LMA song is like a night. It's like right. it's like it him doing samples this, Beyonce. Yeah, samples Beyonce. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, his reunion with Drake, which is just like so triumphant. Exactly. And like I saw that the song debuted at number six on the Hot 100, which is Meek Mill's first uh, top ten. Yeah, single and like Drake's like thirty thirtieth or something. Yeah. and I'm like, what a beautiful end to the story. Exactly. You now, no one. I mean, other than um, the sad part about uh, fuck, what was his name? The writer who. Uh, Drake's writer, uh, Quentin Miller. Yeah, other than Quentin Miller, there was really no, you know, no one got hurt. Drake, Drake has Drake has reunited with everyone he's beefed with, except for Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Quentin Mil- and Push and Kanye, obviously, but well, that's I don't yeah. think that's going to happen anytime soon. No, but. Quentin Miller, you know, it's, it's he's he was a bystander, he but he deserves every- it. He deserves he deserves some kind of reconciliation. Yeah, it's like I don't think Drake would ever do it, but it would be nice no. if like he could. I mean, somebody take care of Quentin Miller, man. He yeah, lost he lost a leg. You know, yeah. Ugh, sad, sad. Ugh. Anyway, back to the record, uh, you know, like it's like and it just it's kind of interesting because it shows how adept Meek is 
at he he's gotten a lot better at picking beats, which was I I would say, especially sort of early career, kind of I'd say he was hit or miss mm-hmm. there a little bit. It was probably mm-hmm. his biggest flaw. Um, it's like he it's like he can make like kind of a a nineties style like reasonable doubt jay-z era kind of song he can do like a future weird melody trap mm-hmm, song he can mm-hmm. do like a stripper song with cardi b he can do like an r&b rap with lma True. he can be with kodak black and it feel organic he can be with 21 savage it's like 21 is a all. really underrated uh feature artist like super 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 underrated 20 i mean one regret of doing this is that 21 savage is putting out his album the worst time possible the 21st of december which is like the dead zone uh-huh but like, because Twenty One is killing it. Like, yeah, he is. Those songs on uh, his album on Twelve Twenty One. Yeah, kind of clever. It's kind of clever, <laughs> but it's like like clever of like a you know the like grade nine thinking that like Shakespeare didn't like actually write his stuff or something like that. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. putting listening to Pink Floyd and watching uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's like clever in that way. But it's like also releasing your album when everyone is the most distracted. Yeah, that's true. You know. Anyway. Um. Anyway, Meek Mill. Big victory. You yes. did win the championship of 2018, in yes. our opinion. And um, what a great album. Just like every, so I think good. in a lot of ways, it's everything that rap should be about in 2018. Exactly. Um, it's meaningful. It's 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 fun when it needs to be. Yeah. It's dark. It's like a great workout album. It just, yeah. There's just so many worlds contained in it. Mm-hmm. And I think he does a really good job of advocating and speaking for people who don't get a voice exactly. a lot of times. And I think that's like that's the role that he's really adopted. I think that's what makes him really special. And the fact that he's doing that in his in his real life and his and his career mm-hmm. and they're and they're coalescing in a very unique way is like just the cherry on top of the cake. Absolutely. So if that hasn't convinced you to listen to this record, I don't know what will because it's so goddamn good. Go ahead and listen to it. And Meek deserves your stream numbers. That's right. My mama used to pray that she'd see me in jail. It's fucked up, she got to see me in jail. On a visit with Lil Poppy and her, even though I seen it be well. They got a smoker with a kid in my cell. Damn, and even worse, my dad black don't want to see me do well. It's either that or black people for sale. Get me two uh, years like so we're each going to run through our top five songs of the year. Picking top five songs when you probably listen to somewhere in the many of thousands of rap songs in a year. It's not the easiest thing, but we did our best. There's many songs that could have made each of our lists, uh, but these are, these are what made it. So here it is. Jordan, can you hit me with your list first? So Cardi B, Be Careful, which, I mean, now that she's getting uh, separated from Offset has even more resonance. Yeah. But at the time, I thought was even just like a really perfect way of taking something that is playing out in the public eye and turning it into art. Mm-hmm. A really beautiful, smart, clever song. Uh, song that I haven't talked about and an artist I haven't talked about very much, but uh, Burna Boy, which is uh, he has a song called PH City Vibration, which is just really like when you when you talk about uh, just like kind of Afro beats and like the influence of African music and the melding of African music with hip hop. Mm-hmm. This is like the the piece de resistance <laughs> because it's like it is just a magical song. It it fits all the classic hip hop tropes of talking about where you're from and telling a story, but it infuses it with this whole new energy that I feel like if you haven't listened to a lot of this kind of Afro beats influence influence hip hop is just going to sound like a whole new world for you. So definitely check that out. Um, Travis Scott sickle mode. I think that that is like it's one of the most Titanic rap songs of this decade it's like it is from the from the moment that it, it dropped and there's a really funny video of dj academics where he's like live streaming 
he's like live streaming himself, I guess on Twitch, listening to the album for the first time. And he listens to the, the song comes on and then he, he hears Drake's voice and he starts freaking out. <laughs> and it's like he, people, a lot of people made fun of him for it. And I think rightfully so. But the funny thing that I think that I thought was interesting about it is like, that's sort of how I reacted. Like the way mm-hmm. that the, the, his reaction in this video, which I mean, this, it could be a meme in itself, actually. Um, I think it's like, and anyway, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put this a clip in the show notes. <laughs> but like, if, if, if you can't see, the, if you're not going to click on it, you can't see it. Just like go to YouTube and watch like DJ Academics listening to Sicko Mode for the first time because that it, it really captures my feelings about the song. And mm. this is like definitely one of the biggest songs at uh, Boosie Fade ever. Mm-hmm. It's like the reaction that we get when, when Sicko Mode plays is like, it is otherworldly. Yeah. Um, also on my list, uh, Drake nonstop. Like, this is just like, for me, like, I think that, you know, a lot of people were disappointed by Scorpion. And I think that we, we kind of, like, it was like, you know, pretty lukewarmly received. Um, but I think that there's a lot of great songs on it. Like we mm-hmm. talked about Mob Ties. There's a lot of other great rapping on it. But Nonstop for me is like the kind of, it's like Drake and Take, Take Heath, which as we, we we now know is unstoppable from mm-hmm. between Look Alive with yeah. Blockboy JB and Sicko Mode. Mm-hmm. It's like a tremendous combination. And there's just like, for me, this is like Drake rapping in the way, like Drake's versatility is like, is something that I think we just take for granted at this point, but like the, his ability to kind of step into the, the, the trap zone and just like go off, yeah. you know what I mean? Like go like bars, bars, Drake being funny and yeah. like all that kind of stuff is like, for me, it's, it's all in nonstop and it's just like a really fun song to listen to. Like, I, you know, I just love it from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last song I'm going to mention is by Little Peep. It's uh, it's Sex with My Ex. Like, I've listened to this album, the album Come Over When You're Sober Part 2, uh, probably hundreds of times in the last few weeks. And it's still, it's still, there's a lot of great songs, a lot of different great, great moods, but still nothing tops Sex with My Ex for me because it just, it just really, I think it, it has the, the kind of, the kind of like informed petulance that Little Peep mm-hmm. is really great at. And, um, yeah, just features like like the, the craziest line of the year in my opinion, <laughs> which uh, I'll just it's like fuck me like we're lying on our deathbeds. What? Wow! <laughs> like that is the craziest thing I've ever heard someone say. And I I just and it's the way that he sings it, just like you really feel it. Um, yeah. so that it that's 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 where my list is gonna end because I don't think anything can top that. My list, um. Man, I even like looking at my list. I'm like, mm, should those be the songs? Although the first one I have no doubt about, which is Little Baby and Gonna Drip Too Hard. When I heard this song for the first time, it just blew my mind. I mean, I was already a huge fan of Little Baby and Gonna, but it was like there was something about it that felt like I hadn't ever heard it before, which as someone who has been listening to rap for a long time has heard so much rap can, you know, often really tr- easily trace the influences of a rap song uh it this felt like totally new and fresh and just like super exciting um so yeah that was that was a a real highlight and probably will be one of the songs that ages best from this year my second song is by uh problematic fave nba young boy uh who you know is got a complicated life and uh public persona but also put out a wonderful ode to Cash Money Records. Uh, he's you know young. He's a teenager from Baton Rouge, uh, so it's kind of cool that he was ma- he's making music that is literally came out the year he was or making that's it's pretty cool that he was um, he made a song that is in reference to music that came out literally the year he was born. 
um, or maybe even before it. Uh, it's Diamond Tooth Samurai. Is, yeah, it's just like it's uh, it, yeah, it's references classic Cash Money. It's great, great rapping. I mean, I had a friend who's kind of who was kind of a NBA young boy skeptic, and then when he heard that song, he was like, okay, I get it now. Um, my third song is uh, ASAP Rocky featuring Skepta, which uh, you know the testing was like a pretty good album has some real hits on it some minuses uh praise the lord is like an absolute standout it's like a song that i can see djing for like a really long time it's like really easy to drop in people it never got kind of overplayed it's it's just like a it's just like it's like kind of like 2018 rap easy listening in some respects because it's super enjoyable uh my fourth song is lil wayne uproar it might actually not even be really my fourth song, but I'm I love Little Wayne. He could have actually won our best comeback award. True, That's you know a good point. he really could have. Um, and that picking this song, which is a super fun, it's just great to play uh, a Little Wayne song that's brand new. Uh, when I'm out DJing and have people like go nuts and <laughs> sing along to it, and like it's not like it's because it's a throwback or something. It's because he's like putting out great music that he struggled to get out in 2018. So, and uh, last but not least is Drake Mob Ties, uh, which Jordan already kind of mentioned. It was like, it's probably my favorite song from, uh, or one of my favorite songs from Scorpion. And it's super catchy, should be a single, uh, might still be. And like, even just saying the word Mob Ties, it's now stuck in my head. So (laughs) yeah, those are my five. So that is the end of our best of 2018 episodes. Best of catch up for 2018. That's the best. This is the end of catch up for 2018. Um, If you're listening to this on the day that it drops, which is uh, Friday the 21st, tomorrow night, Saturday the 22nd, is our final Boosie Fade party at Parts and Labor. And if you're in Toronto, and even if you're not actually, it's 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 worth getting short notice, but like bring your ass down here because it's going to be. It's going to be something that people talk about for a very long time, yeah. is my prediction. No, I 100% agree. I mean, Parts and Labor was, uh, in my opinion, it's my favorite venue that ever existed for like a rap, kind of like dirty rap party. Mm. I don't know that there'll ever be one that's better in Toronto, that's true. honestly. That's true. I mean, I've been, I've been going there for, since it opened, you know, I DJed there in the early days. Uh, before we like not I didn't have like a a regular night, but I did a couple guest spots there. Uh, before you know, Jordan and I started Boozy Fade. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of emotions going into that night because, in some sense, like our, um, you know, like our night became one of the flagship parties of that place, and it's what a lot of people will associate the venue with. And Toronto has got a venue crisis. You know, there's it's it's. There, there aren't, aren't a lot of places that but you can have the kind of fun that you have at Parson Labor. So it's true, it's true. It's going to be hard to to find another space that captures that vibe. Yeah. Um. So anyway, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. Happy. Please rate, renew, review, review, rate, renew, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Um. And tell your friends about the podcast. Post about it on social media. Hit us up with your feedback and things that you may may want us to talk about. Yeah. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And uh, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, stay safe, you know. We got big plans for 2019. So yeah. We're excited to share them with you. Take care. <laughs>